3: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand.
4: I was fascinated last week that Jerry was pounding Egg McMuffins like it was his job and dosing them with salt because he didn't care because he's 80. How about that? Uh, What better, shrimp cocktail or Egg McMuffin? Don't waste our time. It's Egg McMuffin all day. And don't get me started about those puny little cocktail rings that you buy. They're disgusting. Egg McMuffins good anywhere. That's right. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada Canadian sports fans uh, around the world, particularly America. Welcome to the RP Show's Hour 2, presented by Core Grain. We are live on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Going live on YouTube and Facebook as well, and listen live at RodPeterson.com. We're going to switch gears around here in a moment and talk some hockey. We've got American Hockey League Hall of Famer, general manager of the Regina Pats, John Paddock with us in studio, which is always an honor to do that. It's a big day in sports. Seems like every day is a big day in sports, but it's cut-down day in the National Football League. The last cut-down day ahead of the season opener September 9th. And the biggest name to come available today is Cam Newton from the New England Patriots. The word we're hearing out of New England is Cam Newton deemed not mature enough. Didn't take COVID protocol seriously enough. Suspended for five days last week. Released today by New England. And they're handing the controls over to the rookie Mac Jones, taken 15th overall in just this year's draft out of Alabama. So we're looking at potential landing spots and uh, all that. So we'll, we'll, we'll come back around on that. Again, pleased to welcome John Paddock to the bunker. And I'll say, Coach, if I can still call you, Coach. Yeah, you can. Uh, how's the summer been? It's been
1: good. Clearly it was a... <clears throat> Weather-wise, it was a great summer. Uh, you know, hockey-wise, we've been able to be involved a little bit, do a couple things, and we've had, you know, s- some changes as time went on within our organization. So there, there was lots to uh, keep us busy. We got a lot of uh,
4: NHL, AHL, and WHL stuff to go over with John about. But number one, because I mentioned I was talking with James Patrick this morning, the coach of the Winnipeg Ice. He said it's just, for him, he's been in the office three weeks. I would assume for you, you've been working pretty hard here. It's not just now.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you don't really, coach is slightly different maybe, but you don't really have any days off, but you also don't work eight hours a day. You don't work a regular day. You might, you know, work, I know one day this summer, I work six straight hours, you know, basically on the phone uh, from the lake. But So you can do it, you can work anywhere, which is a good thing and a bad thing. But, uh, you know, there's always lots going on. Uh, certainly, at my level.
4: Do you feel anywhere near back to normal, or is it still up in the air?
1: Well, it feels quite a bit back to normal. I think, um, you know, that's my feeling. I think that's Dave's. I think that's our our team as we get ready for training camp. Uh, you know, as we've known for sixteen or seventeen months, COVID can be, you know, make things unpredictable and change, and you have to be ready to adapt. Uh, so, with this, you know. S- Sort of fourth wave. I mean, I think it has every it makes you feel just a little bit eerie, but um you know, vaccinations, etc. You know, I'm fairly pretty confident our league's gonna go through ahead. There's nothing, there's been no indication it's not. Good.
4: See, I'm always like to drop in some comments from the viewers. James is watching and bored in Manitoba on YouTube. He says John Paddock was the coach of the Jets for my first ever Jets game. Game four, Winnipeg versus Vancouver, my first whiteout. Jets won going up 3-1 in the series, only to lose three straight. But it made me a Jets fan. Uh, Jasmine Dejarle says, can't wait to get back to the rink. Go Pats from the general in Calgary. I might be outing some people, but I think the Rod Peterson show is the best morning sports show on YouTube eh, at the moment. Well, I would agree. (laughs) And uh, Game Plus television as well. Listen, I could sit and talk with John about the Pats all day, and I might but I will get around to the NHL stuff, I promise. But Connor Bedard did tell me that he gets into town today. and the, He was just on with us, John, 10 days ago, and I talked about the wild year for him, right, going to Sweden and coming back and leading the – well, I don't have to tell you. Do you think this year he settles a little more? And what could he be capable
1: of if he's more settled now? Well, he's going to be settled. You're gonna, you know, he's going to be um, living with his – his parents are moving here, uh, living with them. He's going to be going to the rink regular like everybody else, so there's definitely going to be a routine. Um, what he's capable of, like, you know, I, I still pinch myself to this day that we have a player that's potentially like this that's whispered, you know, and it's not even really whispered about generational players. So um, I think the doors are wide open. We're going to try and do all we can to... You know, enhance his ability and because he's naturally going to enhance other players' abilities with him uh, and on the team. So um, it's really exciting. Uh, I mean, I think that's what gets us back to a little bit of normalcy. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, it's going to be a treat for the people and it's going to be a treat for our, our, our players when there's fans in that building. Here's the thing you talk about being around a kid like that, and I look
4: at your Hockey DB. You've played for the Philadelphia Flyers, Washington Capitals, Quebec Nordique, coached in the AHL, NHL. The skill with Connor's one thing, but talk about rising to the occasion. I mean, that last game, right, when he was honoring his grandfather, Garth. You put him on the power play. Well, I guess Strew put him on the power play, right? Quarterback it, and he scores the winner on a snapshot in overtime in his last game. Like, he, you know what I'm saying? Rising to the moment.
1: Well, yeah, like it's, I think it's just something that, players, athletes have in different sports, you know, into the last game and you go back to the first game. Like he scores hmm. his first two goals, you know, in the first game. And uh, just, uh, yeah, they have an innate ability to play on the ice, but also to, to train and, you know, be focused and just do everything that allows them to, helps them, allows them to be that good.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, remember we talked about, I guess, what his point production would be last year. We never really knew.
1: I think what it worked out to one point eight seven, I think? Something yeah, yeah, twenty eight and fifteen games. So yeah. It's it's unheard of. Like I I may have that? said this to you before, I've repeated it to lots of people. You know, last winter as we're waiting and, and going into the hub and Dave and Brad would say like how you know, what's you know, what's gonna be like and I, I thought, you know, if he did at fifteen what Sammy did at sixteen, that's a pretty good player. But clearly, you know, he was way over that points wise and uh you know with a team that was just average at best so it's uh it's a it's incredible we're just all you know excited to be able to get this season started
4: from Jennifer at the Four Seasons she says it is going to be amazing to see that kid live uh from the general in Calgary looking forward to the NHL season go flames go from Dan, the Jets fan, can't wait for the ice, moose, and Jets playing again. From Michael Wynn, uh, John Paddock, coaching legend. From Drew Koser, who is the Brent Sutter of the Prairie Junior Hockey League. Hope all is good, JP. Good luck this year. From Drew Koser. Dan, well, one last thing on Connor Bedard. Can we just talk about the person, by the way? And what an unbelievable kid he is? Because yeah. that means a lot, too.
1: <clears throat> well, yeah, he's been raised incredibly by his parents. And, you know, they have... They've just supported him immensely, and uh, it's just fit right in with his drive and his focus and his nutrition <clears throat> to be a big factor in what kind of player he is. Uh, I mentioned Dan
4: Cervelli is watching in Philadelphia on YouTube. He says, John, you played in Philly. Can you tell me
1: what it was like playing there? Well, it's a great place to play. <clears throat> I don't think that's really changed. I happen to be there. Well, I've been there at different times and different roles from playing to management assistant coach, I guess, you know, people talk about the fans and, you know, how they can be tough on you in Philly, but you know, at the teams when I was there that we never really experienced that or had that individually or, so it's a, it's a wonderful sports town. Um, to me, that's where I grew up in hockey. Is that right?
4: Well, well, yeah, all for the seventies and eighties, but I was just in Winnipeg <clears throat> doing the show there. They still talk about you there in very glowing terms. Like, Compare Winnipeg to Philly, if you don't mind, from an NHL fan base perspective.
1: Well, Winnipeg has tremendous fans. That's for sure. I just happen to be in Philly at a certain time, but you know, I think you know you can't um, be a Jet in whatever era of team and be in the playoffs and not be overwhelmed. I mean, the the whiteout. Uh, I remember going into our first playoff game against Vancouver, my first year there after we'd split in Vancouver and some of the, you know, veteran players were talking, we probably had at least one day between games, you know, the whiteout and the noise and, you know, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be pretty good, but it's, it's so much better, bigger than you can imagine, you know, um, I think the only thing that can compare to it in the regular season as good as Philadelphia is, is in the old Chicago stadium when they play the national anthem and they play the national anthem in Madison square. Those are special things, but the Winnipeg whiteout out. It's fantastic.
4: You know, I got a sense that Winnipeg was a bit of a negative sports town always have. And then this year they were trying to run Maurice out of town and Chevy right up until the playoffs but having just been there, John, I couldn't believe how positive they are for this upcoming year, and they've gotten over being swept by Montreal. I was shocked how fast it
1: took them to get over that. Are you? Did you sense that? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think that the moves that Chevy made, uh, <clears throat> improving his defense this year, gives the people a lot of, uh, a lot of hope. Uh, they got a top-notch goalie. they got a good, deep group of forwards. And I think uh, you know they got over it as quick as... Montreal eliminated them, and that was a big surprise to me based on how they played against Edmonton. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, we have, I have season tickets there. Hardly have been to a game, of course, hmm. but, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to them <clears throat> having success this season. If you don't mind taking some questions
4: here, Darnell Theros, one of our sponsors from Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, says, I'm looking forward to watching my first Pats game in Regina. Can't miss this show. And on that topic, by the way, Greg Sturr, whom I think you would know, he's one of the security guys guys there, he says, does John think the Pats will go the same route as the CFL and some of the other leagues and only allow double vaccinated fans in the rink? I would think you're part of those discussions.
1: Can you tell us what you know? Well, it's it's not really a a Pats question. It's going to be a a league question, and it's going to be the health advisor's question, and certainly... Our organization will be involved in that, uh, as will Saskatoon stuff, the League PA, Moose Jaw Swift. So it's, it's, it's bigger than just the Regina Pats, but um, I, I don't know anything for sure. But I think that, you know, as you look at the f- this fourth wave and what's happening in other sports, read into it what you want. Right. Well...
4: The WHL instituted the policy that if you play or work in the league, you have to be vaccinated, yeah. and which was not a problem for me. I don't think it was a problem for you. Nope. Right? I just wonder how other leagues haven't been able to institute that.
1: Yeah, like uh, I'm not sure. I mean, Ontario and Quebec did before us. So, you know, the top junior hockey, amateur hockey in, in Canada is. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to say what. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly clear. it's harder in the United States, but I think that that's... Uh, I think that that's changing a little bit too from Jeff Caldwell is watching on Facebook. He says, uh,
4: watching down here in Oregon and love your WHL and CHL coverage. What do you think of the winter Hawks logo change? I like the old one, but I can live with the new one. Not that big of a deal. I don't know if you want to pull it up or not, Clark. We probably don't have time. What do I think? It's exactly this, almost exactly the same as tri City's old logo. When Carrie price played there, this is the first thing I thought when they brought up the new Portland logo. I, I guess if you had to make a change for insensitivity reasons, uh, fine. But I thought they could have done a little better. The Eagle logo for Portland is just like the old Tri-City logo. That was the first thing that I thought of. Before I let you go, uh, John, you brought up the jasperi Koken offer sheet situation <laughs> with Carolina-Montreal. What's your read on
1: this? I find it sort of amusing. <laughs> Clearly, there's a little bit of uh, ill will there with, you know, sort of a same version of release, etc. Um, you know, a very good young player who hasn't been productive. Uh, you know, the salary is, as has been written, is, you know, far more than, you know, you would normally have them in this situation. Um, but each team has to do their business the way they see fit. But there is those kind of things, there's trickle-down effects for other players. And it'll be interesting. I've read already, like, you know, they have to qualify him next year if, if he ends up in Carolina and they can work something out at less and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I guess they can, but I, I don't know. Like, it's interesting. Um, it's sort of the first time in hockey, something like this, I think, in ill will. So it causes a little bit of August excitement, and uh, hmm. I'm interested to see on Saturday what's going to happen. That's what he has to make a decision? So he's assigned yeah. the... Fourth, Montreal has to make a
4: decision on the fourth. Of September, right, okay. okay. So... Well, last hour, Rich Sutter was on with us. I put it to him, and he said he's surprised this doesn't happen more. Are you?
1: Well, I guess at times, but it's like, yeah, like it, I don't know. The ramifications can obviously come back to you and stuff. And it's not, you know, you have to worry about your own team. You have to do business as you see fit. I was in Philadelphia, and we did the Shea Shea Weber offer sheet, and uh, we thought we were getting the player. That was a whopper, right? That was a whopper. Eight million? Uh, It was well around 12 million a year for 14 <laughs> what, years. Wow. So, um yeah, like teams can do business as they see fit within the rules and uh to me I think Montreal if they can go out and acquire a forward, I guess a centerman somehow with with that uh, with the assets they might get and something else or whatever assets it takes. <clears> oh. <throat> it's less money and a longer contract i think they will let them go because you know they have to balance their books they have to balance their uh cap and accordingly so it's going to be still interesting though i think it could go either way yeah well
4: i just think it is amusing for sure but for at 6.1 million dollars i for a guy that was healthy scratched in the playoffs
1: last game and first two games or something
4: yes i
1: know i know
4: but they also seem to know what they're doing in Carolina, so I don't really—I guess they have the money. But uh, in the couple minutes that we have left, John, what is your best sales pitch for Regina Pats hockey
1: to get tickets and get out and watch these guys, your guys? Oh, contact the office. Um, get your tickets. Uh, you know, we got uh, an improving young team. Uh, you know, certainly featuring Connor, but the, you know the additions that we've been able to do this summer, um, signing Spohol. Um, getting Stringer. Uh, We got a different dimension of a defenseman, a little bit older guy uh, from Seattle, Um, Bateman, and uh, Jacob Brook is a new player to us. He played 30 Mm. seconds last year. He's played in season half with us. He's probably played, I'm not sure what it is, no more than 10 games, if that. So uh, those are four we think will be significant players as they get their feet under them um, on our team and in our league, so... Um, we like where the direction we're going. Me too.
4: Can't wait. John, always good seeing with you and chatting hockey. Thanks for coming in. We'll see you in the ring. Thanks very much, Rod. General Manager of the Regina Pats, uh, John Paddock with us here in the bunker. When we come back, we've got a sports update. Viewer takeover. Hang on. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
3: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe, click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
4: Laid back and kicking
3: it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. Uh,
4: Welcome back everybody. RP Show continues. The Moose is back in here. looks like you've had a busy day. Yeah, it's good. What's been going on with you? Uh, Just, I don't know,
5: dealing with uh, different calendar things and just working business. Feels
4: like that interview, for me, with John Paddock went by just so darn fast. Really fast. Yeah, but we covered a lot of great WHL, NHL, and I think even AHL topics with that guy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Didn't you tweet this morning? WHL training camp's open this week yeah. with a heart emoji? I know. <laughs> That's hey, sweet.
5: It is sweet.
4: Hey, breaking news today. I thank John Kirby in Edmonton for alerting us. The Edmonton Elks of the Canadian Football League tweeting that Canadian offensive lineman Jacob Ruby has been released due to breach of COVID protocols. I just sort of don't get it in that teams are cracking down. If you missed the interview with John Paddock, okay? I think I exited out of his hockey DB, but the guy's played in the NHL with Quebec, Philadelphia. He's in the American Hockey League Hall of Fame. By the time he's gone, done here, he might be in the WHL Hall of Fame. If we had one, wink, wink. And he goes, read between the lines. This is where we're going. What's the damn problem? And Jacob Ruby's been on this show. Like he looks like a cast member of Duck Dynasty, right? He just looks like, Ugh. Yeah. right-wing, gruff, yeah. Duck Dynasty kind of guy. That's right. Sort of the people that might not be first in line to get a vaccination, right? So we don't know the details. Maybe the details will come out from 3downnation.com as to what COVID protocols he broke. Is this not sort of what we're hearing about Cam Newton in a, in a way, that that's why he was released by New England? Yeah, Not breaking protocols,
5: but not really super eager to follow the rules. Not that like I don't, I I don't know. I don't want to say Cam Newton was being a bad teammate. I don't think that was the case, but it just feels like they, you know, leaked the info about you know the COVID protocol mix-up. And you're only going through that if you're unvaccinated, and you leak all that so that when this news breaks that he's been released. You can say, oh, okay, so it's because of all of this. Because it didn't matter, again, how good Cam Newton's play was at this point. Mac Jones proved he was capable of being a starter, so it made the decision to get rid of Cam Newton, who may be a little bit more difficult than they would like to get rid of him. That decision became easy. If Mac Jones proved that he wasn't ready and didn't have a good preseason, then Bill's got to probably sit there and say, geez, okay, I guess we're going to have to deal with this. We're gonna have to play Cam because we need somebody who can play. And now we're here in Dallas. We're here in you know the Pittsburgh Steelers. Other landing spots for Cam Newton because he's capable. Still, mm-hmm. he's still quite capable of taking a team who's who can contend and getting them to the playoffs. He might not be a guy who could take the Jacksonville Jaguars this year to the playoffs, but he could take Pittsburgh, Houston, well, Pittsburgh or uh, <laughs> Dallas. He could take them to the
4: playoffs. Look on the Cam Newton thing and I probably should read the sports update here on that because he wants to know what I think about these reports that Cam Newton could go to Dallas. We're talking about a backup quarterback at this point. So I don't really care. It's sort of like the gardner Minshew uh, trade to Philly on the weekend from Jacksonville. We're talking about a backup quarterback. Okay. It's Dakota Prescott's team. There's only one quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. His name's Troy Aikman. I don't like Tony Romo. I don't like Dak Proscott. I don't like anybody until they lead them to a Super Bowl. But that's, it's Dak's team, and I get it. But I won't be a Dak fan until I have reason to believe I should be. But I'm, it's my team, so I'm willing to go along with him now as the guy. They've yeah. anointed him as the guy. So we're talking about a backup quarterback? I don't really care because I don't want to ever see Cam Newton on the field or Gary Gilbert or any of these other guys. Right? Uh, That's
5: it. So that's the question is because you kind of said you don't think Dak will get through the year. But you're kind of like, well, if Dak's not getting through the year, the season's over anyway.
4: Bingo! That's what happened last year. Yeah. It's all on Dakota Prescott, and that's why he's making the money that he's making. Don't talk to me about Cam Newton. I don't really care if they do sign him as bad. I was excited for Andy Dalton. Last year. And he didn't win games. Yeah. Stack and box. again, it's not about the backup quarterback. It's about the defense. The Houston Texans ran all over them. The Jacksonville Jaguars ran all over them in the preseason. And they were 0-4. Can't talk to me about Cam Newton. Fair?
5: Yeah. No
4: better. No better. <laughs> You're right. It is dak. Tonight be, Hard Knocks episode 4. Yeah. We'll actually watch it tonight. Um if I stay awake. okay, Probably yeah. Fighting my way yeah, to stay awake. Yeah, for the
5: Canadian days. viewers, you know, DZone does have it. The streaming service where you watch there. where you watch all of the uh, NFL games um, on DAZN streaming. Um, that's the new Sunday ticket. Um it is there. Drops Thursdays on DAZN. HBO's got it Tuesday nights. Thursday, it's on DAZN. This is episode four. Yeah, five episode yeah. series.
4: Yeah. I like this from Dakota Powley watching in Winnipeg. He's like Rod, uh, um, Roger Staubach. I know. We count championships. Troy has three. Raj has two. It's like the 13th man with the Riders. Like, there were some people that foolishly thought, oh, well, we'll just get him next year. No! We count these things. Darien Durant literally had the ring pulled off his finger by his special teams people and defensive players while he could just sat and watched helplessly. He already won one Grey Cup as a starter in 2013, but if they had been able to count, he'd have had two, which would have made him the greatest quarterback in Saskatchewan Rough Riders history, but they blew it. Why am I going down that road? Uh, Trigger! (laughs) What's that gif of that girl with the glasses? Trigger! I love love that one. That's good. Um... Back on point, if we were ever on point, regarding Edmonton lighting players on fire on their way out of town, it's, it's starting to be annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? And I didn't even think about it until uh, Nelson Hackewich writes in, our VP of Sim event says, the old public shaming. He's damaged goods for this season. Okay, let's just sink down in this for a second and say, if you're the Edmonton Elks and general manager Brock Sunderland and head coach Jamie Elizondo, because they sit in these meetings. Believe it or not, I've been in these meetings before. We're releasing him, and here's why. Are we going to tell the people? Well, we probably should, because it's his fault. That we don't, we can't make us look bad. We can't just say that, you know, he wasn't good enough or he missed these assignments. Let's say this and put it all on him. You, I don't know. I don't like it because news releases for the last five to ten years have just been, we've released this player. Now they're saying, why? Or they tweeted it, I guess. Or on the Kenny Shaw thing. Or Kenny Stafford thing. He's not a good cultural fit. It seems to be an Edmonton thing. And I don't know. While you and I are on the same page most times, we do look at things differently. That's right. Are you as offended by this as I am, that they would publicly shame him on his way out of town? Put a scarlet letter on him as far as CFL uh, goes?
5: I know. You release him because from their perspective, they're looking out for the organization, right? And for the Edmonton Elks and the whole organization... You need to move on from this, and you need to get the fan base back, and you need to show that this isn't an organizational problem. Hey, somebody made a mistake. That's what led to this, and that's what led to our game being canceled. But guess what? We've got rid of the problem, and this organization can move forward together with, with, with you know, following all the rules and everything. You know, and it's unfortunate, but that happens all the time. It happens all the time. You want to give your organization a reason to be positive, your fans a reason to be positive. That's why we fire coaches. That's why we fire general managers, you know, so we can have a fresh start and be positive about the people that are still there. Right? Um, Okay, we don't have any tests now. We can get back on the field. But are the problems still there? And the problems might still be there. They might be organizational
4: problems. But that's why they do these things. Mandy in Edmonton chiming in. You knew she was just waiting for the CFL talk. And here it is. She says unvaccinated players are now a huge liability for playing the games. I can see releasing unvaxxed to get the team to 85%. Uh, you know, I, I hate the COVID thing, but we have to talk about it because we're surrounded by it, right? Jeff, the Stamps fan, because as you know, we're very big in Alberta. Have you we heard from that strip club yet? Not yet. Not yet today? Okay. Jeff the Stamps fan says, lots of guys seem to be breaking protocols. I saw a picture of Fajardo and the backup quarterback out at the Regina Fair having corn dogs. It's my understanding such outings are not supposed to be occurring. I don't even know anymore what's allowed and what isn't allowed. I mean, I had the information. I'd have to go back to my phone to see what the players, I had it sent to me. But I would, I saw Cody Fajardo downtown Regina, I hugged him. For our American viewers that don't know, this is the starting quarterback of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I hugged him. And I did the same with some Ottawa players. And I was literally like, should you guys be out here? But then I thought, they're grown men. They're know enough to take care of themselves. I, my only thing was they must be vaccinated. Yeah. Because I think the rules were, if you were vaccinated, you can pretty much live a normal life. But if you're not vaccinated as a Canadian Football League player, you got to stay in your hotel. You can't go home on the bye week. You can't go out to a restaurant, all of that. But if you're vaccinated, you can do pretty much whatever you want and have a normal life, which, by the way, is what we're doing and what um, John Paddock was mentioning just in here. Yeah, The general manager of God's team and American Hockey League Hall of Famer, like I just don't get the holdup. Yeah, James and Boredom Manitoba says if the players are vaccinated, they are allowed out. Simple. That's what I thought. I'm like, these guys, while I goof on the players and how dumb they are and stuff, they're not. These are my guys. So I just knew that if they were out and about, there had to be a reason. They're not going to openly break protocol. Right. Um, Rose Henry, she is an Edmonton Elk fan. Watching, she says, cutting someone after breaking COVID protocols makes 100% sense after having 14 players with the plague. Someone brought it into the dressing room. Even Glenn Souter said that the ones who were responsible should get an apple and a roadmap. map. Fair. But Jack in Vulcan, Alberta, chimes in and says, no way in hell any team should shame players to take the focus off of the team unprofessional and i feel like we have a theme for the rest of the show yeah because it's that you don't need to announce why you're releasing a player i think it's unprofessional too i'm sorry um and this wouldn't be coming from the pr department this would be coming from the football operations department or higher or higher yeah the president of an executives of the football club this isn't the pr guy because they literally tweet what you tell them to tweet, don't you? On something like this,
5: they yeah, it absolutely becomes a lot more uh, high level, higher high, level, high level. That's a good way to put it. It's coming from a high level, so yeah, absolutely.
4: Hmm. John in Edmonton says the CEO and president of the Edmonton Elks did say that players are. Not allowed to break COVID protocols unvaccinated. And vaccinated have the same privileges. I don't understand what that means. See why I get confused. Yeah. It's like, get your shot. Because At this point, what reason is there not to? Really? Right. You're not going to tell me what to do. I guess you can go drive 180 down uh, Main Street. See how that works out for you. Right.
5: Yeah. I don't
4: know. We're tired of it. I know
5: the the vaccinated have more rules. The the CFL came out with that.
4: Oh, that reminds me. What Wayne in Victoria, BC? See how we're covering all the land here. That's right. He says, uh, "Hey, Rod. FYI, we now have a mask mandate here in British Columbia, even for fully vaccinated people. We're getting it too." I actually got up this morning and read the news today. Can you believe it? I know. I know. Right. Mask mandate coming for football games, hockey games, any city facility, city buses, um, activity center, aquatic center. Yeah. Mask mandate coming back in here in the sweatpants capital. I think uh, we should take a break. How much time we got before a break here? We can go now, right? Yeah. We'll come back with a sports update and um, try and sort out all of this. Again, Cam Newton's on the uh, free agent market. Where's he going? It's daytime sports talk here on your favorite channel, Game Plus Television. Also uh, streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-Hour Sports Radio. For Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
3: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you
4: may have missed.
1: oh yeah he's back
3: time for more of the rod peterson show
4: welcome back everybody i hope that we're making some progress today but i'm not entirely certain that we are uh if you're entertained that's a win and moose i feel like we are accomplishing that yeah i think so it is hot as balls in here yeah and can you hear it
5: hammering outside is it raining oh yeah
4: not a not a big bird day today you didn't bring big bird did you I didn't bring him, Okay, but he is parked outside. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a great country song, I Love My Truck, by Mac Davis. Look it up. I feel like we've become Wikipedia for COVID, and I... Let's shut it down, okay? People are asking if university students have to wear masks, and... How the hell would we know? Let's do a sports update, okay? Here's what's new today, all right? The Mac Jones era in New England has begun. The Patriots release Cam Newton this morning, clearing the way for the rookie, uh, Mac Jones, to open the season as New England's quarterback. Newton's release came hours before NFL teams reduced rosters to 53 players and brings an abrupt end to his stay in New England. Newton went 7-8 and eight as the starter in the Patriots' first season since Tom Brady departed and signed with Tampa Bay. New England went 7-9 and nine last year, missed the playoffs. How did Tom Brady make out? I forgot. Um... Oh, yeah. Won the Super Bowl. He won the whole damn thing. (laughs) The Women's World Hockey Championship final goes tonight in Calgary. Canada and the United States will face off for the gold for the eighth time in 19 tournaments. The Americans enter the game looking for their sixth straight world title. There's reason enough right there to tune it in. What else are you going to watch? Yeah although the Blue Jays were quite entertaining last night. And speaking of, the Orioles and Blue Jays meet tonight at Rogers Center one night after Vladdy and Toronto beat Baltimore 7-3 in the series opener. Guerrero entered the series with only two home runs in August, but he doubled that, belting two more last night. He's up to 38 in the season. Hyun jin is scheduled to start for the Jays against Baltimore's Keegan Aiken. It was a party in there last night. Did you watch any of it? Robbie Ray was dealing. Vladdy was knocking it out. George Springer was back. It was like good times. Yeah, those Jays. First of July. Those J's. Exactly. It was good times. But they're going to miss the playoffs. Oh, Angels two-way sensation Shohei Ohtani will not take the mound for tonight's game against the Yankees. In order to give his right hand extra time to heal, Ohtani was hit in his pitching hand by a 93-mile-an-hour fastball from San Diego's Ryan Weathers while swinging in a game on Saturday. Ohtani 8-1 one. <sighs> with 127 strikeouts and 19 starts. And last night in Rogers Center, when Vladdy hit his second, they were chanting, MVP, MVP. It's just so Toronto. Because they're building themselves up for just this massive letdown. I know. That's what's difficult because he's not
5: winning it. He's not winning it. Any other year he might, but he's not winning it this year.
4: So for that reason, do you think that they shouldn't chant MVP? Because I would just think he's not winning it. Stop. But they're not going to listen to reason there. No. No, would you, you chant MVP? Would you get caught up in it and chant MVP? Of course. You would, would you? Of course. Of course. How can you not? It's okay. your guy, right? Okay. Fair. But there, but then don't be upset when he doesn't win. That's right. Uh, Robbie Ray has a better chance of winning the Cy Young. Yep. Looking at his numbers, than Vladdy does MVP. That is the God's honest truth. I think he's got the... He's got the most strikeouts for sure. And I think the second lowest ERA, second or third lowest ERA. And he's not on a team like Garrett Cole. Think about that for a second too. Yeah. He's dealing. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League, breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest visit today, dubnetwork.ca. I'm smiling Moose because again, Connor Bedard, the wonder boy, arrives in town tonight. I was thinking of getting a gif of a police motorcade <laughs> <laughs> tweeting that. Conor Bedard has arrived in Regina. Boop, boop, boop. Sort of like a Joe Biden-esque motorcade Yeah, for Conor Bedard landing. Shh. I'll be there to pick him up. <clears throat> for Ben Cahoon's G2G protein bars as well, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new almond mocha. RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Spoiler alert. I interviewed the head coach of the Winnipeg Ice this morning, James Patrick. When's that airing? Tomorrow, Clark? Um, he referred to Bedard as Connor Bednar.
3: How about that? You're not going to get it wrong this
4: year, Jeep. Throwing some shade? No, it's no, an not. oversight, of course. Of course. But uh, and by the way, I love me some James Patrick. That guy is. There's not enough O's in smooth to describe that guy, James Patrick. That's right. But again, oh, good. Yeah, thank you. He, uh, you're not going to be forgetting this kid's name coming out of this year. Oh, David Asplin writes in. This is good. Thank you, David. In Winnipeg, he says, Rod, have you touched? on the Bombers signing Roosevelt, the president. I haven't, but I was on Moose's patio yesterday when my phone rang from a football guy, right? And he said, why would they sign Naaman Roosevelt? And why is he available? Is he not the best receiver in the league? And I said, well, let's just walk it back here. He's getting on in years. He's a tremendous player. He spent five years in the NFL before he even came to Canada in 2015. That's seven seasons ago, or Six years in COVID years. Yeah. And I said they would have got him cheap. They would have got him cheap. And he said the Bombers are in it to win it. So they'll take a guy at a bargain that can start and play and has uh, experience in this league. Tremendous signing for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But if anybody wonders why he was released in Montreal, he would have signed, I think, for a fairly big ticket in Montreal. And they got a good group of young less expensive receivers with the Alouettes. So it's worked out for Naaman. I don't think Montreal regrets it. And if you want to know why he was let go in Saskatchewan, where he had been for five seasons, he was, he was deemed too old. And when you look at this group of receivers with a team that's 3-0, and I don't think you could argue that. Can you? Yeah, I would agree. I think it's a great spot for him. You know,
5: a team that's in win-now mode. And when you get up there in years, I mean, we saw that. He's not... Up there in years, I don't think like G-Roy was when he went to Saskatchewan or Manny Arsenault, two older guys who moved around that old, towards that the end. But you got to be in win-now places, you know, not in a group where you're building a young receiving core. Naaman's extremely capable. Um, by all my, you know, my understanding, he's a great locker room guy. I think he'll fit him really nicely in Winnipeg. I don't know how much, like, I would temper the expectations and not expect him to be, you know, hauling in to 10 to 12, you know, receptions per game but if he's hauling in you know five or six a game and contributing you're gonna have a really nice addition there
4: hour two is brought to you by core grain doing the right thing for your farm we'll be back with overtime right after this you are watching on the game plus television network youtube and facebook live and 24 hour sports radio for suds full service car wash at RodPeters.com. You got something to say? You want to add to this show? What are you waiting for?
3: Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with
4: Rod. Everybody loves overtime. Sudden death in a lot of ways. We got a lot of time for it here as well. Overtime is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the UFC and the Seattle Kraken fan club. And um, I'm just updating the poll results today. It was a question that dawned on me this morning. I thought it would be a good one. If you're not attending Canadian Football League games, why aren't you? And the options they came up with are COVID, the cost, you've lost interest, or other. And tied on Twitter are other and COVID, 32%. Moose, what are they saying on Facebook there? Other 43%
5: other. COVID, though, leading the real options at 30%. What could other possibly be? Because when you think about it, Other is split between probably 10, 15, 20 different things. Everybody's got a different reason. I live in, we saw one, I live in England. I live in Norway. I'm in the States. I can't go,
4: right? So, but for any specific one, we know COVID's leading the way. From the 204, a Manitoba viewer on Game Plus Television, where we're carried on the Bell MTS cable system. Anonymous texter from Manitoba. Maybe other means was never interested in the CFL. From Ken in Saskatoon, he says, Marcus is entertained. Great show. Thank you, Ken. We try. Uh, still figuring out this Android phone. They wouldn't want to send me an iPhone, right? The kind that I always use. Yeah, that would be convenient. Um, where is Brett? I want to read this comment from Brett. I, I feel a rant coming on, but it'll be later on in the week. Brett Taylor says, I'm sad to see Naaman coming to Labor Day in blue, but he's such a great guy that I'm glad he's still playing. This is the rant that's coming on. You people got to get over this stuff. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders deemed Naaman Roosevelt expendable and too old and didn't want him. The latest and a list of people deemed expendable by the football team. Are they supposed to wither up and die and never play again, never work again, never live again, because you're not affiliated with the local green and white football team? The guy's got to make a living. Dressler? I just... I know. What do they think? They just think, oh, you're cut. Bye-bye. Nice knowing you. And what are
5: they supposed to think going to Winnipeg? Well, they'll always love Saskatchewan, right? Well, they're going to Winnipeg to be all in on Winnipeg. Of course. Right? They don't,
4: they, are you ever going to get it? He should never play again? Uh, Jennifer in the fourth season, she says, hockey starts in September. Hockey over football. Well, I don't like to be in the either or discussion. I'll say again. I am bilingual, proficient in Canada's two official languages, hockey and football. That works very well, Darren, for this show. Yeah, it does. You say? It really does. Mandy in Edmonton, the RP crew RP still hasn't gotten Rod a doorbell sound effect. Where's Monty for overtime? Who's on, who, who should be on that? I don't know. That was, I
5: think it was Jordan who put all the sound effects on the little... And he ain't here on the little board, but we got to find the door. We got a
4: lot of things. It's a very long to-do list for Darren. He's got a very long honey-do list. Yeah, and we do want to introduce a secondary mascot whose name will be Monty, the squirrel. But we haven't even had Ricky the iguana out of the barn in a year and a half. Right. Which, when you think about it, that mascot should be able to go anywhere. If there was ever a COVID-safe, friendly being, it would be a mascot. You would think. He's in a hazmat suit, basically. Why have we had Ricky come up and say hello on the screen? Can we do that? There you go. There's Ricky the Iguana. He's never too far away. Uh, from Jeff in Winnipeg, Jeff Cabellos. he says, Love the CFL, but here comes NCAA to steal my heart this weekend. Go Georgia Dogs." Did you watch uh, ESPN College Game Day on Saturday? I did. Ooh, how awesome was that? That So good. Lee Corso back on stage. Uh, It was really, really cool. Live from Atlanta. Yeah. From Swanee, from the 471, writes it on the Prairie Mobile text line. It's so easy for us sports fans. The majority of sports fans do not understand the pressures of pro sports. Cam Newton can't handle it. Such a waste. I completely disagree. He took the Carolina Panthers to a uh, conference championship game. He was the MVP of the National Football League. Something did not work out for Cam Newton in New England. You saw the video that he did about his motivation going there. Something doesn't smell right with the Cam Newton situation, the way it ended, because they got him at a bargain. Yeah. Yeah. Brady in Saskatoon. Hey, Rod, Cam Newton being cut isn't all that much of a surprise. We all knew it was a matter of time before Mac Jones got the starting job, and Cam wouldn't take being the backup lightly. And on this day back in 1990, baseball outfielders Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. became the first father and son to play on the same team with the Seattle Mariners in 1990. Wow. How about that? How about that? Well, we covered a lot of ground today, uh, Moose. Yeah, we did. Coming up tomorrow, Joey Alferi. You people in Quebec perk up. Everywhere we went. Everywhere we went in Quebec, they were saying, you got to get Joey Alferi on. You got to get Joey Alferi on. Well, we're going to do it. From TSN 690 Montreal tomorrow. And the head coach of the Winnipeg Ice, James Patrick, will be with us as well. Any last words from you? Yeah, actually.
5: Going to watch the U.S. Open tennis. It's on. Felix won yesterday in his opener. Felix the Cat? And Chappell, I believe, is on now, if he's not, or he's on soon.
4: So, Well, you enjoy that. I will. We'll watch Hard Knocks tonight and compare notes tomorrow. You bet. See you tomorrow. See you all at noon Eastern here on Game Plus TV.
3: For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.